But, you know, for me, I've always had that reservation. And so a lot of what she shared in her piece resonated with me. One of the things that stuck out is that a lot of the times when you talk about your decision not to have children, it can sometimes be seen as immature or selfish. I've definitely had that judgment. I've felt like I've had that judgment placed on me. Um, So it's reassuring to hear that another woman would share that. Yeah, I actually checked out this piece after you had shared it in the notes for today's episode, and I thought it was really well written. And I think she presents a lot of compelling reasons and not that you need to defend that decision, but for somebody who maybe would jump to those conclusions about like immaturity or selfishness or whatever, I think it's a great piece that highlights you know that people make these decisions for a lot of different reasons and I enjoyed it I think that it, it gave me a couple more things to think about hey friends it's Nicole and Kate your girls from across the globe Sydney Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you I'm Kate and I'm Nicole and welcome back to another candid conversation with us each week we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. (laughs) Hey, Nicole. Hey, Kate. I, I see fireworks going off in the background, horns, celebration noises. Yeah, We're celebrating at- 50 episodes. Yay, 50 episodes. Look, if it wasn't seven in the morning, I'd totally have a champagne glass in my hand right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Definitely a milestone that I'm so excited to celebrate. And friends, if I sound a bit sickly, that's because I am. <laughs> Nicole's been so gracious. I've pushed this recording twice now. I'm just super grateful to be on the mic with you celebrating 50 episodes with our lovely friends. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Yay. I know we've had a little bit of a mic break and you don't sound like your normal self, but we are so grateful that we're here today. Yeah. When we were originally supposed to record, John and I had a a live Q&A that day for our community. And afterwards, he's like, you can't do your recording (laughs) with Nicole today. He's like, you just are so out of it. (laughs) Your limit. No, that's okay. That's okay. But oh my gosh, it's so wild to think of 50 episodes, 50 conversations and 50 catch-ups really that we've been able to have this past year. Oh my goodness. It has been such an awesome journey. And friends, we hope that you are loving tuning into the podcast as much as we love creating it. (laughs) So to celebrate 50 episodes today, Nicole and I decided to pick four of our favorite combos and sort of revisit where we're at on each of these topics. So it kind of be like a little update episode. Nicole, I'm so excited to dive in and revisit these episodes. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. All right. Well, first up, we are going all the way back to episode one. And that episode was titled, Do I Want to Start a Family? 
And oh my goodness, I know that both of us were excited to open up with that topic, especially given our varying, you know, personal decisions around the matter. And so I'm excited to kind of catch up on this. And I know that this has been a topic that you and I have chatted about a lot. And we recently decided to create an entire episode around bringing on our friend Natalie, because all of us have such different experiences with deciding whether or not to have a family, um, our journey to starting a family. We know that, you know, not everybody can start a family. And I loved our chat with Natalie so much. That was episode 47 on the podcast. Yeah, I loved that conversation so much because I feel that the three of us have in many ways we share a bit of common ground um, in who we are, mm. the way we live our lifestyle. And yet, even with that, there can be such a huge difference in our experiences in the choice that we that we make. Like I was a categoric no the whole time. Mm-hmm. Natalie was a categoric no as well, but changed her mind. And I don't know where if you've been always like a yes, like 100% yes or a little bit in between. Yeah, no, I actually have not always been a yes. I was like a yes when I was younger and then I went through this period of no and then I came back to yes again. Okay. So <laughs> varied experiences for sure. And so what about now with you and John? Because we have revisited this topic. We talk about it in our personal catch-ups. Where are you and John at with your journey? Yeah, so John and I had always, uh, well, not always, John and I had most recently decided that we would um, start trying after the wedding. And so we're very excited to officially be on our journey to starting a family. I don't even know if I've shared this with you yet. We booked our honeymoon, which is going to be a 23-day river cruise through Europe, and we are very, very excited about that. Did I tell you about that yet? I know that you had planned it, but it got canceled because it was all booked out when you tried to rebook it. So I'm so excited that you guys are going on that cruise, finally. Yeah, exactly. We are very excited, too. Um, So actually, to your point, it was booked out, and the earliest we could get on is May of 2023. Oh. So um, we're just being conscious of what the pregnancy journey looks mm-hmm. like with that date in mind, knowing that we nothing's going to be perfect and we can't predict, you know, when, if or when I will get pregnant. But we have booked that cruise and I can't have a baby on that cruise. So okay. I can be pregnant on that cruise. Okay. Well, I am so excited to hear more about your progress and I'm sure you're going to share that with me and our friends. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Also on this topic, I recently read a op-ed piece that I found super interesting by Rachel Cargill for the LA Times. She, it was published on June 18th. It was called Being Child-Free Let's Me Live My Most Authentic Life. And you know, if you listen back to episode one, I shared my views on how it's quite difficult. I've always found it quite difficult or had reservations in openly saying that I don't want to have children. And so when I came across this article, for me, I don't know if it's a form of like confirmation bias. When I read pieces like this, I'm really grateful for another woman's courage to present like what I feel is pretty hard to say 
this could be changing now and it could be changing um, with the next generation. It probably is and has. But, you know, for me, I've always had that reservation. And so a lot of what she shared in her piece resonated with me. One of the things that stuck out is that a lot of the times when you talk about your decision not to have children, it can sometimes be seen as immature or selfish. I've definitely had that judgment I felt like I've had that judgment placed on me. Um, so it's reassuring to hear that another woman would share that. Yeah, I actually checked out this piece after you had shared it in the notes for today's episode. And I thought it was really well written. And I think she presents a lot of um, compelling reasons. And not that you need to defend that decision. But for somebody who maybe would jump to those conclusions about like immaturity or selfishness or whatever, I think it's a great piece that highlights, you know, that people make these decisions for a lot of different reasons. And yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I think that it, it gave me a couple more things to think about for sure. And I loved also the honesty and the vulnerability in also mentioning the other side of, you know, when you do choose this path, there are things that you recognize that you have to give up, that you'll never have that parent child relationship. You might ponder as I have recently as well, you know, what happens in your old age? Who's there to look after you? Those things are real, right? Those feelings are real and they can be hard to admit. So I really appreciate when I read someone just sharing that really openly, but like her, ultimately the downside or those reasons that one would say, oh, I would want to have a child for these reasons. They don't outweigh those, you know, quote unquote benefits, I suppose. Right. Yeah. And without revealing the whole piece, I'm sure our listeners will check it out. We'll link to it in the show notes. But I think finally, what was the most powerful reason of all that she brought up was that having that choice to live a life that you choose is something that wasn't afforded to previous generations of women. Women, I suppose, felt like they had to go through with that choice. It was an expectation to be a parent. And what's wild is, as I mentioned, this piece was written on the, it was published on the 18th of June. And then fast forward to just the 24th of June, not too much later, depending on where you live now in the world and in the States, rather, that choice is now being taken away again which brings us to something that, you know, you and I haven't yet talked about. And it's the first time we're on the mic together after a bit of a break. But, you know, the overturning of Roe versus Wade really impacted me significantly. um, And I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, I was pretty heartbroken to hear that that actually went through. I mean, I kept, I guess, holding out that people would come to their senses and that that would never actually happen even early on when that was kind of like Mm -hmm. leaked so to speak um you know before it had actually been publicized that they were even considering that I just kept thinking there's no way that that could actually happen and I've been listening to a lot of commentary on it and the daily news podcast that I listen to have has you know been talking about it a lot the newsworthy and you know, it's, it's really just honestly hard to believe. I can't, I can't believe that we are bringing ourselves so far back. It's like taking a billion steps backwards in my mind. Well, like you, and I suppose like many women, like I was in complete shock. I felt all the anger, frustration, disbelief, sadness, like all the emotions. And I think being in Australia as a non-American, I think one of the first 
questions that came up for me was, can this happen here? That fear and panic of like, what if a decision like that was made here? Mm. Um, So it just shows you like the kind of impact that something like that, you might think, oh, well, it's just happening over there. What does it mean for us? It, It means a lot. It means a lot. Right. Yeah. I know that, um, you know, a lot of other countries kind of look to what the U.S. is doing and it is scary. It is scary to think that that could impact decisions of other countries. And um, my hope is that it doesn't. Uh, And I know that, you know, there are certainly a lot of countries out there that forever have not allowed um, abortions or, or, you know, a a lot of things. Um, But I, I really... I'm sad that it happened. Nicole, I know you and I both have way more to say about this. And we did briefly chat about opening up an entire episode on the topic so that we can really dive into it. So friends, look out for that coming up soon on the podcast. We will dedicate a whole episode to this topic. All right. Well, that was a recap of the first episode that we chose to to revisit. Our second one is episode eight, uh, which was all about building good habits. How can I build good habits? At the time, I had not read one of the cornerstone books on the subject of habits, which is, I know, one of your favorite books by James Clear, Atomic Habits. So I have since read that book, friends. And so, yeah, I think this is a good one to revisit. I'm very excited to be revisiting this one because I love habits and I love James Clear. I'm so glad that you were able to dive into the book and that you enjoyed it. And I think you're going to share a couple takeaways with us, right? I had written down so many notes. It was one of those, I was listening to it on Audible. I was stopping, writing down notes along the way, my thoughts, quotes, but um, I'll stick to just one or two key takeaways. And the first one was, he mentions that habits form on frequency, not on time. I love that because we've talked about, you know, putting in the reps for is one of the most critical things you can do to start forming any habit, right? Getting better at anything, improving a skill set. It's all about putting in the reps. But this kind of resonated in the sense that sometimes you think it's not worth it if I don't put in the time that's an expected amount of time. Like let's take, for example, going to the gym. What's the point if I'm not going to work out for an hour? Why would I just go to the gym for five minutes? But what this highlighted that habits form on frequency, not on time, is that let's just say you want to build that habit of exercising more frequently, even just that five minutes of just getting yourself through the door, doing something for five minutes. If you repeat that consistently versus hitting the gym once a week for an hour, you're going to have a much greater chance of success. Yeah, I love that too, because I think also a lot of people think about habits and they think, oh, well, if I can't stick with this for a month, then it's not going to work. And a month seems Mm -hmm. like such a long time. So I'm not even going to try. But yeah, being able to just get up and do something consistently for three days in a row, I feel like you're already way further ahead than if you were sitting there thinking about, you know, oh, oh, can I do this for a month or not? So Yeah, I've applied that to a new reading habit. I read at night, but I was kind of feeling like I'm not reading as much as I should. And so even now, if I just read a page in the morning or if I listen to my Audible book when I'm on a walk, even if I just get a couple of minutes in, a single page or two, I feel like I've just 
um, that habit is just sticking so much more um, than it than it ever would. Yeah, it keeps it top of mind, right? Like, I feel this way recently about vitamins. <laughs> I have always hated taking pills. Like, I always feel like they get stuck in my throat. Um, I just don't like the idea of, for whatever reason, I like picture them just lodged in my throat and not going down. And <laughs> it's a problem. I'm um, with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, some like I've been put on um, kind of like vitamin plans where you know I feel like such a old person like I have these vitamin containers and there's like 15 in each one I'm like oh my gosh anyway to start building that into a habit you know I just started well one I kind of had a mindset shift around it you know every time I saw my pills I was like I don't want to do this it's going to get stuck in my throat you know like I was focusing on all the negative things about it and I switched my mindset to start thinking about how much good stuff I was putting in my body and how much stronger that was making me. And that really helped a lot. Uh, Mm. And just like starting to think about it differently. And again, this habits form on frequency, not on time. Um, You know, it wasn't about me finishing out like a 90 day plan. It was about me starting to do it consistently each and every day, um, which then made it so much easier for me to continue. So I'm all about the habits form on frequency, not on time. (laughs) All right, Nicole, moving on to the third episode we decided to revisit for today. That is episode 30, and that was all about work-life balance. We titled it, Do You Struggle with Work-Life Balance? Um, And wow, this is a charged topic. I feel like people have very intense feelings around this. And um, I actually had to listen to one of the pieces that you mentioned in our notes for this episode. So do you want to talk about that? Yes, I've really changed a little bit of my mindset around it because I've come across a narrative that is kind of anti-hustle culture. Like, I don't know about you, but when I think back to the beginning of this 10-year period that I've been in entrepreneurship, I kind of grew up on, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and all of this really hardcore hustle, hustle, hustle kind of mentality. Do you know what I'm talking about? Totally. And only recently I listened to Jordan Harbinger's episode where he did a deep dive with his producer on hustle culture. I believe that's the one you're referring to when I put it in the... Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. That gave me a jolt. I haven't even shared it with Jordan because I really wanted to tell him that, you know, that episode really affected me. Really? I want to I hear more. I kind of... I bought into the hustle harder, hustle, hustle, hustle mentality. And I felt like I, had, I probably didn't question it, especially in the early years. And just now hearing that episode in particular kind of made me question like, is hard work really a way of life? Or is it really something that we could just apply to when we need it? But it's not, it shouldn't be a way of life. I think it just made me pause and it just gave me gave me pause to realize to question 
at what point are you pushing, pushing to burn out? At what point are you pushing that it starts to compromise your values? At what point do you realize perhaps you've created so much work for yourself that it's, it's more work than you can actually handle in a day, in a given week? And I suppose that episode talked about how people can feel deflated and feel like they're never going to achieve a goal mm-hmm. and I don't feel that way but it just it just gave me just this you know because we're talking about work-life balance and I also came across this quote by Mark Manson who talked about like hard work is not a way of life it's something you should be able to turn on but it's also something that you need to be able to turn off like it's a skill mm-hmm. and so the question I suppose we came up with when we were discussing our struggle with work-life balance is at what point do you recognize like, yes, I want to work hard. I enjoy working hard, but I need to be able to, to stop and I need to be able to relax. I need to be able to shift gears and I need yeah. to be able to do that comfortably and not feel bad about it and feel like that is part of my life. Yeah. And I feel like uh, that they really shined a light on that, which I think is necessary because I, a lot of times I feel people who are caught up in that, like, oh, I need to hustle harder. I need to work harder. I need to be working all the time. It's usually like a social pressure of, Mm. you know, they talked about a lot of influencers and and people online marketers who push this idea that you should uh, and need to be working all the time. And so your ability to be able to turn that off, I think, is definitely key. Yeah. And, And hopefully we got a bit of that across in our episode. You know, I feel so strong about the importance of focusing Mm -hmm. on your personal health, your passions outside of work, travel, family, you know, all the things outside of work. And and that has always been kind of like a a focus for, for me, for sure. Love it. All right, Kate. So for our final episode that we're revisiting, this is one of my favorite ones. And we got a lot of fun feedback from our listeners. The one we've chosen is an episode on social etiquette. It was titled, Is BYO Meat Weird? Plus Other Social Etiquette Dilemmas. I remembered when we chatted about this that we had on our list of notes a lot more social etiquette situations that we wanted to discuss, but we didn't want to go on and on and on. So we left some of these situations on our running document and I think we can revisit some of those today. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That was one of my favorite episodes too. I just had a great time like connecting and, you know, we could so relate to like everything that we were talking about, I'm sure. Uh, Well, I know from those who provided feedback that our friends could too. So if you missed that episode, it's episode 37. Definitely have a listen. So Nicole, you have a couple other items here that we can chat about now. Yeah. Yeah, I want to start with the one that you recently brought up because this happened to me as well. So I'll let you kick off because it's a very recent event for you. Yeah, this is so top of mind for me because I just got back from traveling and (laughs) this is just something that I can't understand why somebody doesn't understand that it's so socially unacceptable. But it it happens at least once every time I'm on a flight, I feel like. Uh, And it's people listening to something or watching something on a plane without earbuds just like blasting full volume so that everybody else on the plane can hear. And I don't understand why they think that's appropriate. (laughs) I don't get it either. And 
it happened to me on a trip. I wasn't on a plane. I was at the beach on a little chaiselong thing next to someone else. There were a whole bunch of chaiselongs so that people were kind of sitting close to each other. I've got my book, paperback book, right? So it's clear that I'm reading and I've got this Mm. young woman next to me on her phone without earbuds playing gifs and memes on repeat so you get those little sound bites that last like 30 seconds oh and that going are going on repeat i was like what how is that <laughs> how could she think that's acceptable yeah i don't get it i don't really know what you have to be thinking or not thinking to do that and not feel or know how annoying that is <laughs> And I got to the point where I was like, okay, I want to say something. I'm going to say it very politely, but you know, I'm not one that just loves to rush into a conflict situation or potential argument or whatever. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give her two more minutes. And if it still keeps going, I'm then going to say something. And luckily she stopped. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awkward because you do want to yeah. say something, but yeah, you also don't yeah. want to start picking a fight and it's but that's kind of what I think about on an airplane too I'm like well I have to sit next to this person for the next like five hours so do I want to make this awkward or do I want to just put in my own earbuds and like start zoning in on my own thing because in this most recent scenario the woman that was doing it like before she started doing that all she was doing was complaining like talking so Um. loud she kept being like really rude and mean to her partner who she was with and so I'm like oh man this lady's just like she's got a lot going on and I don't really want to interact with her at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah when it happened like the the most recent time I actually thought this girl was just completely oblivious like she just Mm. genuinely was oblivious to the fact that there are other people around her and it seemed like a normal activity Mm -hmm. to just I'm on my phone I'm listening don't care what's happening yeah. around me. So that, and that brings me to the second pet peeve that I have that I think is related to our digital world. And that is flaking out, mm. flaking out on showing up to something on time or just flaking out last minute on plans that you've made. And I think this happens more now than it did at least when I, when I was younger. I don't know if you agree yeah. with that. I mean, I think it's hard to say just because I think I'm much more aware of it now because I think that I've matured a lot by way of, you know, honoring my commitments and and taking that really seriously. And I know we've talked about this before. Like, I am very much an on-time person. I don't like being late. Um, If I tell someone that I'm going to be somewhere or that I will do something, like, I will do it. And... Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up the technology side of it. Do you think that it's just because we're generally more distracted? No, I was more thinking that it's easier to cancel and let people Mm. know because we have technology. Just like like shoot someone a message and say like, oh, so sorry, I can't do this. Yeah. Mm. Or if you're running late and you just like, it's okay, I'm just going to just, I'll keep them up to date, but I'll be able to just do that via message. Whereas... You know, back in the day when you didn't have mobile phones and you agreed to meet someone at a certain time, like there was no way that you weren't going to show up because if if you didn't, they would assume like, oh, something's wrong. Like this Mm -hmm. person's gone missing. 
you know, if my girlfriend yes. didn't show up to an event in the city when we were going to go see a movie or something, I would think like, what's happened to her? I'd mm. be freaking out. So I think now just texting and being able to connect so easily. I just also feel like there's just not this sense, maybe you, you alluded to it when you mentioned, you know, maturity and honoring commitments. I just get a sense that and I could be totally wrong that I feel people don't feel like it's a big deal to honor a commitment to mm. change plans because it becomes it's become more common then it's okay to just choose to I'll give you an example I um had a movie date with a girlfriend scheduled like weeks in advance it was a film festival so she'd bought tickets well in advance a week before that, I was invited to a networking lunch, a business lunch, right? For the exact same day, exact same time. Mm. And I'm going to sound accusatory. I know that there would probably be people that would choose like, oh, this is an important event or this is a better opportunity. Uh, it's just my friend. It's just a movie. She'll understand. I'll cancel on her and I'll go to this networking event. But I chose not to because I think it's wrong. Like I personally felt like it's not the right thing to do and I didn't want to. I didn't want to cancel on her and, yeah, I might be missing out on a great opportunity and saying no to someone and all of that. But I feel like I think I've, I say that because I feel like I've had that happen to me in the past. Well, and it feels like really yucky because yeah. it feels like somebody's not um, putting any weight on your time, like – Something better has come along. Very low, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that that gut check is important. I think it shows, you know, how you value that because you were able to say, like, you know, what would be the right thing for me to do in this situation? And I think if people just ask themselves that question more often, that maybe they would come to a better answer. But I just don't think people ask it. To your point, I think that it's kind of become more socially acceptable to fire off that text or to be 20 minutes late or whatever the case may be. And look, obviously, sometimes people do have legitimate reasons yeah. for not being able to make it or for being late or whatever. Um, but when it's just kind of like, oh, something better came up or, oh, I just didn't really feel like it. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> totally. Totally. All right, we've got one more to chat about in this category. And I say one more, but we probably have like 20 more. So maybe a future social etiquette dilemma is part two. I'm so passionate about this topic. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so this is one of yours, Nicole. So I'll let you go ahead and, and introduce it. This is all about conversation skills. And when you're engaging in a conversation, are you speaking more than you're listening? And are you interested in the other person are you asking them questions I had a friend who shared with me she went to her friend's house and all um everyone had gathered they'd all they're all mums different ages of kids uh she was the only single woman in that group mm -hmm. and she came away that day after spending time with this group of people realizing that Everyone had talked and shared and, you know, were asking each other questions, talking about the kids and talking about whatever was going on in their life. And she'd walked away with not a single person having asked her a question. Mm. And one of her friends realized that that had happened and called her up and said, look, I actually realized, you know, that, you know, you were engaging, you were asking everyone questions, but no one asked you a single question. And she's like, I'm really sorry about that. I realized and I think that happens. It's happened to me. Like you can sometimes be in a situation where 
the other person is just really talking about themselves or just whatever's going on and doesn't even defer at any moment to asking a single question about the other person. Mm. Has that happened to you? Yes, 100%. Wouldn't be an episode if Gus wasn't at my door crying. One second. (laughs) Yes, 100%. And it drives me nuts. (laughs) I mean, just kind of like the flaking out thing. I I don't... Well, like both of the things that we've talked about, the earbuds, the flaking out, this is one thing where I'm just like, how can you not realize that we've been together for like an hour and I have said nothing and you've said everything? Like, how does that not register? You know, I've been in certain situations where, of course, there are times when when you're with a friend or a group of people and you know, maybe somebody is going through something really difficult. And so of course the conversations focused on like you supporting and and loving on them. And that's great, right? They have an event, you know, they need to vent, they need to get something off their chest. Mm hundred percent. I hear you on that for sure. Yeah. But I've absolutely been around people where I, I literally ask like 25 questions and they ask zero. And, you know, I walk away from those experiences just feeling kind of deflated or Mm. you know just like my energy is totally zapped I don't really feel like I've gained a ton I mean I feel good about having I guess supported that person in the way that they needed it by you know obviously they had a lot of talking to do um, which is fine but yeah I don't know when people can't like wrap their mind around the fact that it's not fun for the other person to be in a one-sided conversation. It really, it honestly, in, in more than one case has had me question a friendship and start to mm-hmm. kind of separate myself from that individual. Cause yeah. when it happens just like over and over again, it's, it's annoying. It's annoying and you don't feel like the person cares and it might not be right. intentional. I do think sometimes it's a matter of awareness or it's a matter of just being aware of that social etiquette Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i hear you it can it it does feel like what's the point yeah yeah oh Mm. oh people oh people (laughs) here we are nicole and kate pointing out yeah (laughs) proper behavior Uh, i am excited to do a social etiquette dilemmas part two (laughs) send us your social etiquette situations listeners and we would love to talk about them definitely well, oh my goodness, Nicole, that is episode 50 in the books. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this was super great. I really had fun revisiting a few of our favorite episodes. I'm going to list them off again real quick so that if anyone's tuning into this and they want to revisit one of those episodes, they can easily. Um, so we looked back at episode one, which was, do I want to start a family? Episode eight, how can I build good habits? Episode 30, do you struggle with work-life balance? And episode 37 is BYO meet weird plus other social etiquette dilemmas. They'll have to go back to listen to that one. What are we talking about with the BYO meet? (laughs) it does feel like very unnatural to say (laughs) b-y-o without the b (laughs) b-y-o-b b-y-o meat (laughs) 
well, this was super fun, Nicole. Thank you for being such an incredible co-host and for spearheading this podcast. I'm so happy that we are on the mic together every week and that we get to share these conversations with our friends. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much. And for showing up today, you know, a little bit under the weather and giving us your best. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving me grace with my runs out to get (laughs) tissue and let my crying dog in who's now chomping away at his food (laughs) right on cue (laughs) well you need to get yourself a warm cup of tea and some rest now yes all right friends well as we close out today's chat celebrating episode 50 we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.